Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, the Writer's Room podcast dedicated to fixing the Star Wars sequels. I'm Bryce Quinn, and I'm joined by Emily Holden, one of our guest hosts. Thank you so much for coming on again, Emily. Thank you so much for having me back today. And we're also joined by our lead writer, Carmelo Keating. How are you doing, Melo? I'm good. I'm back. You're back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were off last yeah, week for, uh, you were out uh, shooting a short film in Lightning Ridge, a, uh, a hick town in <laughs> central Queensland. No, Lightning Ridge was quite nice. It was lovely out there? Uh, you know, like, it's, it's a wild place. Well, uh, sorry to anyone in Lightning Ridge that I insulted. Uh, if, if they're watching this, but hey, no, go look up Lightning Ridge. Go visit it. Sure. Yeah. How's our progress going, Melo? No, good. Can I talk about the interesting? thing that we've all got coming up i talked about last week on the show okay yeah so we're doing this writer's room thing coming up and in in anticipation for that i've been scrutinizing everything uh which has led me to make a treatment that is wildly different everything we've done that's the whole point we love to kill our darlings we love to pretend that we're writers here even though we're totally not this is our episode on han solo we're talking about the roguish smuggler ace pilot and general of the rebellion and of course how could we talk about han without mentioning his better half chewbacca what you got mellow no that was it i was raising my hand because i thought has he forgotten chewie no of course not (laughs) han and chewie so So let's chat about Han Solo through the ages and how he's been portrayed on and off screen. Mello, you'll start. Am I doing that? No, because you do always do your background, you know, your metatextual. So I've actually gotten a lot shorter with my background stuff. So we're going to, you do it. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) radio. Han Solo, the classic sort of like, roguish, uh, you know, devil may care sort of character uh, meant to be, you know, this anti-hero who's got a heart of gold secretly and it doesn't really take all that much to... To kind of see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and get then, to that by the end of the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his sidekick, Chewie. And what can we say about Chewie except Chewie? It's just Chewbacca. Violent. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that too. It's, it's violent. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Chewbacca's just happy to be here. Yeah. You, know? you got your droids and your droids need to be translated and... He's literally just his. his he kind of, you know what? He actually kind of fills the exact same narrative space as a as a droid. He does. Well, yeah, because you always need someone to be there to translate for you. On screen, Han Solo is he's Han Solo. He's Harrison Ford. He's Indiana Jones. We kind of lump all these ideas together of this '80s caricature of like the the roguish side character who yeah. everyone loves and that's secretly their favorite character. You know what I mean? So that's that's Han Solo. And in A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, that's who he was. And by the end of Return of the Jedi, he's a full on good dude. He's a hero who loves Leia, and that's a pretty cool arc. And it's fun. It's nothing too deep. It's nothing too serious. It's still silly. It's still comic relief. But we love him for it. And him and Chewie are. Beyond iconic, as many of the characters are in Star Wars. So that's that's who he is. That's who he is on screen. Hit us with some of the stuff that I don't know because I don't read the books or uh, the comics. You want more? Okay. Um, what's what's kind of right. going on behind the scenes of Han that maybe some of the more dedicated Star Wars fans would know about? That's a really interesting question because like a lot of that is kind of... A lot of what previously existed was kind of torn down and rebuilt in Solo. You know, a lot of the origins... Yeah. And stuff there. But we can get into Solo as well. Um, I know you've just rewatched parts of Solo and stuff, so you're excited to talk about Emily. Well, honestly, a lot of... Solo, I think it was really good and it fleshes out why he's the way he was. Like, his relationship with the Empire makes so much sense because when you see him come into, like, the original three movies, he's like, I'm not on either side. And you're like, really? You really have nothing against the overlords? And I think Solo just really kind of nicely fits it in where the recent movies haven't so much. Yeah. So he's very much in Solo and it sets it up for the start of A New Hope. He is a neutral character. He's about himself. He's for himself. It's him and Chewie against the world. Explains how he got like the last name and everything, which... Oh, we love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like such a... It's such like an obvious thing. Like it didn't even click in my mind until like you're watching the scene and he's like, last name. I don't have one. Solo. And you're like, oh my God. I don't know if you know this, Emily, but people famously hate that. Really? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like, that doesn't even... So a lot of the reasons people hate Solo is because of the dice they come into the movie they're like a big part of it um the, he gets his gun which is the a dice. deconstructed part of a sniper rifle and he also gets his last name and people are like why did we need any of these things yeah well my thing i was just disappointed in myself that i never put solo together throughout the movies <laughs> i was just yeah. like oh i'm stupid well, it was that was never really the intention i think it was just you know a space name it's a cool name it and doesn't have to be was, deeper than that did not have to be contextualized they, they wanted to do it they wanted to make it mm. something and then they did it yeah. and you can't stop the, them now the one the two actually well, yeah. can we <laughs> That's the point of the show, yeah. I was going to say the one, and I thought the two. No, the three good origin things from that film is how he meets Lando, how he gets together with Chewie, and the Falcon. Well, I guess we're talking Those about Solo now. Three things I are. like the Falcon. I like Lando. I don't like Chewie. I don't like how him and him and Chewie meet. It's just a bit silly to me. I don't know. I just but, didn't like but it. But Chewie well, was going to eat him. I think that's great. Okay. How would... I mean, yeah. I mean, I like the violence. I like that Chewie was violent from the start. Like, war didn't change him. That's how he was. But how would you have met? How would you have... I guess, yeah, I don't really have anything constructive for that because I'm just thinking about it now. But he 
drops into a cage with Chewie. Chewie goes to eat him. He doesn't eat him because he speaks Wookiee. He fl- he's, he's like broken Sherry Wook. He yeah. speaks Sherry Wook. And then it's like, okay, I guess they're best friends now. Yeah. And it just feels kind of weaker than the motivation should be for them to be the best friends, the iconic Chewie that they are. I, I feel like, like it should be a stronger you know, part of the movie. Well, I'm surprised they didn't do, and again, this might be wrong and I might be imagining someone else, but I'm pretty sure Chewbacca's also in Clone Wars. Oh, yes, yeah. He's he in the, is. the prequels like, as well, yeah. Yeah. Him and Ahsoka's meeting is what I thought they would have done for Han Solo, like something along that line on how they met, like in their whole origin story. And then I was like, okay. Like it's it's simple. Yeah. You know that episode? No. No? (laughs) I don't watch Clone Wars. Is Um, it good? Do you guys like that episode? I like all of it. (laughs) I think it's it's one of the, it's season four, really strong season. I think it's one of the weaker episodes in that, but it's still still cool. Uh, Chewie's just basically being hunted by Trandoshans. Yeah. You know, Wookiees and Trandoshans, they hate each other. And then so is Ahsoka as well. She's in the mix and- she yeah. kind of just helps him escape. Which I feel like is a solid foundation for a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like, speak the same language. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like it was pretty solid. Well, yeah. congratulations, guys. This is our earliest derail in the show so far. You're done, you've done great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Solo, not that bad of a film. I like it. We all like Solo, yeah. I think we can happily yeah. say. It's a fun movie. Yeah. But in terms of extended universe stuff, yeah. have you got anything to add? Okay, so here's the thing, Bryce. Oh, and this is going to be real dicey with the audience. Han Solo is, to me, one of the least engaging characters. That's right. You're not really a big on Han Solo. Yeah, well, not, getting not, a big reaction not, from not in, yeah. not in general, just in that original cast. So yeah. I don't know too much about the background. I know ah. a lot about Beyond Episode 6. That's, you know, what happens there in the ex- expanded universe. He builds a flight academy or something, right? Is that is that what happens? I have no idea. Oh, does he become a racer? Isn't he a racer in the books before the start of Force Awakens? Yeah, okay, so I think in Bloodline. Yeah, yeah in Bloodline like he's like a professional, like, speed racer. Racing career or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I just know more about, like, what happens with, you know, he's got the, the his children, and then I know, like, Chewie's demise with that saving people on that moon. Do you know about that? No. Okay, so, like... I think this is some big fuck up that that Anakin Solo made, but they're rescuing people from this. Anakin, Did you say Anakin Solo? Anakin Solo. I'd have never heard those. That's the words eldest before. eldest son. Well, there you go. How Anakin, many kids do they have in the extended? Three. Lord? They got eldest son, then they got Jason and uh, and and Jaina ah. Solo. They're the twins. Anakin, yeah. That's sweet. Um, that's kind of weird, but that's... It's a little yeah. creepy. That's yeah. fine. Well, Especially for a guy who killed a lot of kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. because Ben was taken, Luke took Ben because they had more of a connection. So Luke had a kid? Called Ben Skywalker. Really? I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it's it's, it's not canon anymore, but and yeah. And they go to a moon and Chewie dies. Yeah, they're rescuing people and the Falcon and then... Yeah, like Anakin has to take off because otherwise they're all going to explode and Chewie's the last one left. Ooh. And Chewie just like goes... And there's this comic strip of him just like... And it's like the moon explodes from underneath him. That's, I mean, that's pretty metal. We know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So See, it's not Han, it's Chewie that dies in, in the original. See, in my brain, Chewie never dies. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. The universe ends, Chewie does not. Chewie is eternal. Just floating in space. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... Look, I don't know too much. You don't man. know too much about no, these? No, really. Okay. Like, uh, you know, he started working for Jabba at some point. Okay. Like Mind before them. the start of... Like, yeah, the obviously, you know, obviously. and that's... That's still canon. He starts working for Jabba. And, I guess what we get yeah. from this is there isn't, I don't know, maybe a whole lot to say about Han extended lore. And even on screen, he's kind of a simple guy. He likes money. He has a heart of gold, but it's hidden beneath, you know, greed. And then that, you know, that gets shaved away by Leia and Luke over the course of the movies and he becomes a good dude. And that's about as, that's I mean, about as deep as he gets. Yeah. yeah, for a character that was really pushing for and kind of the original story shapes it, that he's meant to die at the end of Empire. Yes. You know? So very similar to Poe Dameron in a way that he was supposed to die in one of the movies. And Hans, oh, sorry, Harrison Ford wanted him to die so in that badly. movie. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. like, no, <laughs> kill him off, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they could, they made more money without killing mm-hmm. him off. And they, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, I remember reading a lot about him that one of Harrison's reason was like he just he doesn't push the story along. He yeah, doesn't he doesn't. And Harrison Ford, being who he is, he very much cares about that. He's like, exactly. if I'm going to be a character, I got to like. He needs to have a reason. Yep. It can't and just I be think, commercial. Yeah, because when we're first introduced to Hans, like one of his purposes, I mean, apart from his like physical purpose on getting them transport, all that yeah. is he compliments the other characters so nicely. He creates that lighter sense that kind of you know he's a, it's a kid's for movie yeah. well it's also a kid's movie you need someone who's like funny and relaxed yeah, yeah, yeah. luke is like like luke in my head is that homeschooled kid who's <laughs> yeah. like living by <laughs> yeah. himself and yeah. Han is just like okay and writing wise luke is the boring chosen one character yeah. he is the self-insert he has very little personality and exactly. he's relatable to young kids who are like exactly. i just want to play games after school yeah whereas han solo is like that cool yeah. character who foils well to luke and yeah. he's like i care about myself kid you know you're, you're nothing kind of yeah thing. and it's kind of that middle bridge between leia as well because yeah. leia comes from this incredibly sophisticated like is very very knowledgeable and like hans is also very very knowledgeable but on the other side of things <laughs> yeah he's street smart. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just, on the point of him not having much agency in Return of the Jedi, a lot of like 
uh, original trilogy fans kind of. This is something we talk about yeah, a lot. Yeah, they hate him in Return of the Jedi really? because or because he doesn't do anything and he's just like this goofy, you know, like that face. Uh, <laughs> I'm pointing at the board for the podcast listeners. That kind of Han. Yeah, because it's mm. Leia and Han stuck on Endor with yep. the fuck. What are they called? The Ewoks, Ewoks yep. with very little to do story wise, and it's a lot of them kind of dicking around while Luke and Vader and the pa- and Palpatine are in the ship doing the main story stuff. Some of the behind the scenes of the writers talking about that process, they were like, "Yeah, we really cared a lot about that scene because it was the epic culmination." of this whole good versus evil story we've been telling. And then there's also the planet with yep. the Ewoks and it's very silly and that's the kid-friendly stuff and they cared a lot less about that. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's clear in the writing, it's clear on screen in the text as well. So, mm. But I feel like sometimes you need that character. Like, you desperately yeah. need that character. Like, you wouldn't be the same without him. Like, I feel like Star Wars is already pretty dark as it is. There's a lot of really dark elements and I think, you know, a character like Han really serves to help embellish that and show that there's people who are kind of neutral and kind of in the grey area and they can be pushed to the light as well. And he's, he's good to have that around. Before we do move on, I just want to say, look, go for it. I do like Han Solo, <laughs> just for the record. I think he is, this, yeah, it's this cool guy. I do like Chewie more. I think Chewie's more interesting. I would you love think to learn... Chewie's more interesting? I would like to learn more about Chewie. Oh, you feel like there's you know? more like to dive into. Absolutely, <laughs> there is. Okay, yeah, okay. We, know, like, we see him in Return of the Jedi. We know that he was enslaved. You know, we know he has a family still. Mm. There's so much. He's also more like a hundred years old. He's yeah, so old. he's really cool. Um, and he's a fucking Wookiee. So Han is cool. Don't worry. I like Harrison Ford. Anyway, we all love Harrison Ford. We're gonna dive into Article One. What went wrong with Han Solo? Can't really talk about Chewbacca because you can talk about it a little bit. What went wrong with him? He's so cool. But what went wrong with Han Solo? I have uh, a pretty intense list, so yeah. let's get into it. Who wants to start? I feel like going back to what we were saying with the original three, in the fact that he feels like he's the comedic relief. I yeah. feel like it works in the three, but by the point you get to this movie, you're like, surely you can give him more. Whereas at this point, it's just so blaringly obvious that he has these comical reliefs and I feel like it falls into a lot of the same trap that we're seeing in the MCU when it's just comical thing after comical thing after comical thing to the point where they just kind of cancel each other out and they and you're undercut just like, these emotional moments exactly yeah so yeah. there's that I've got a point that leads directly off of that so he starts out the movie ostensibly washed up and sad but this isn't explored at all. He's straight up, his son has been a mass murderer for six years-ish, and he's divorced from his wife, and he's gone back to smuggling on the outer rim. He's a washed-up loser, but they don't explore it at all. He and Leia reunite, and nothing has changed between them. They're still, like, there's love there, it's fine, it's the same characters, and they literally exist in that scene to exposit information about the story to the audience, and it's such a waste that he should have been a washed-up loser and then becomes a good character again. Like, let him go through the same arc again and let him work. For it. And that's not even what we want to do with our rewrite, but it's if they were going to do that character in Force Awakens any semblance of justice and then have him die at the end, it would have been much more satisfying if he was actually a piece of shit and not just Han Solo that we remember. For the record, it makes zero difference. They're just separated. Like Leia. Yeah. And Leia yeah. And Han. Yeah. They go yeah. back. Oh, like, they're, like, they're not like, like officially divorced. divorced. They're yeah, just, they're just separated. Yeah. Just haven't spoken in years. You know what? That actually is worse. They should have yeah. divorced. I don't know. But also considering that the fact that their divorce must have had such a, like, with everything that happened with Kylo and obviously their relationship together leading up to the divorce would have had, a, like, an effect on Kylo. That's what's so frustrating. He should start Force Awakens the way they wrote it with Kylo Ren and, and the way it all was with his head on a bar counter with an empty bottle of some space whiskey next to him and he's drunk. And that should be how he starts the movie. You know, yeah. it'd be awesome if, like, the first thing you hear in the cinemas is just the bum 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 But it's just one guy now. It's yeah. just Max Rebo and it's real sad. It's yeah. just it's just Han and Max Rebo in a bar together. And he's like, Max, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> also, quick thing, full credit to the YouTube channel So Uncivilized. Okay. For, oh, yeah. uh, you know, what, what's their, what's his video? Um, the, his sequel. The anti-trilogy? Want, the Star yeah. Wars, the anti-trilogy. Because, yeah, he sums up Han best, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. We yeah. love So yeah. Uncivilized. He's a fantastic video essayist. You got any notes, Things, things that are wrong with Han. Yeah. Um, that hasn't already been said. Yeah. Um, of the three, like, main characters from the original trilogy, uh, he's the one that seems like he is, should be the least of the mentor of the three of them. He's, he's got the least And they put to him do. in the mentor role. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... You know, when they're, when they're trying to recreate but not recreate A New Hope, it's like, how are you going to have someone who doesn't have the Force teach Ray about the Force? Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. So, I heard so many other explanations of, like, you know, Luke sees Obi-Wan die on the Death Star, later goes on to talk to Obi-Wan through the Force, use the Force to blow up the Death Star, and they've got those events in Force Awakens coinciding where it's like, you know, Ray sees Han die, 
Han can't talk to her in the force mm. and then she there's no anyway it's a whole you know those things perfectly you know it was supposed to be mirrored so that Harrison Ford Han Solo was the new uh, Ben Kenobi mm. to Luke and Ray would be the Luke in the situation and then he's training her and he encourages her she sees him die oh yeah. god Han Solo could have been anyone's mentor why not, why not Poe like, yeah. I mean, that's, out of the one he's gonna connect with. that's one of my notes for later on and in talking about the trio though of Leia, Luke and Han they never reunite at all they, you never see them on screen at the same time the three of them and that I think we all feel we all agree that this is uh, essential to a faithful rewrite of the sequel trilogy yeah it at should at least one um, scene of it, the three together as long as it matters yeah no it, yeah. of course it has yeah. to matter every scene really should matter and, yeah. and pro- propel the story forward but the way I've heard a lot of people talk about it is like they want to see them together. It's like give us a reason, and people. I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans out there just want it for fan service. Yeah, they want to see them again, together again. In which case, I'm like, go rewatch the original trilogy yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. what you want to the, see. The but... idea of fan service comes up a lot on this show, and I understand what you mean. I think there is a way to do fan service well and to service your fans in a way that respects them and the the, the IP and the content hmm. and the characters and creates a good story because you want to be serviced as a fan in these silly projects and yeah. these silly stories that are about like wizards in space but um you want to see it done well in a way that doesn't feel like when fucking lando comes on screen we talked about this the other day with the lando episode yeah we know c3po it's like yeah we also know as the audience we also know what's happening here we're not fucking stupid so also though you mean to tell me in 30 years han never tried chewy's bowcaster never never tried using that's my next note that's your next note (laughs) i fucking hate it not a fan of the crossbow bit with chewy i thought that was weird that's my note that's a bit that's a bit of your mcu humor and it pays off it's funny but it's also like it's was funny it at the cost it? of not yeah. making any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that ties back yeah. to your point, Emily, where it's like yeah. this this funny bit is it's like they just cost? they just throwing these comedy bits at the wall. Yeah. And like to a point that's fine with Han, because that's what he is, but it's to the point where it's like because Han is smart. Like he's dumb, but he's smart. Yeah. You know? He's reckless. But, yeah. yeah. Something they very much succeeded with in the original trilogy. We love the style of humor they had in the original trilogy. Mm. And it's all moments of dialogue between characters in between action scenes. Yep. You never get an MCU moment where it's halfway through an action scene and they they look up and they go, oh, the the Gimli moment from Lord of the Rings where it's like, that's nine. Yep. <laughs> and they're all counting their kills and stuff. That's That feels like MCU to yeah. me. And as yeah. much as we love the Lord of the Rings, that's out of, outside of the scope of this show. But that feels like an MCU moment to right. me, I guess. One of the moment that comes to mind is, uh, so A New Hope was set up, you know, it's like, oh, this, this is Leia. We see her in a few scenes, the princess that we're trying to rescue. We rescue her and she's this really powerful presence on screen. It's just, can someone get this walking carpet out of my way? Oh and my God, like, she's fantastic. No reward is worth this. No reward is worth So good. That's a brilliant line of dialogue. Even the moment where he's like, uh, I'm fine. Uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then that's... he shoots, boring conversation anyway. That's just brilliant dialogue. It's so iconic for a reason. It's because yeah. it's in character yeah. and it's things that they would do. But it's like, how can we just ramp this up a little yeah. bit? How can we take this so, to a 10? Not necessarily an 11. Yeah. I feel like my favorite scene between Han and Leia is when they're walking through and we got to watch it in class. And um, they're walking through. It's got to be on Hoth. Hoth. Yeah, yeah. The and they're walking yeah. through and and he's like baiting her into being like, come on, you don't want me to leave. Like it just encapsulates their characters so good. They use that at uni? In a uni class? Yeah, they Oh, do. that's fantastic. Well, because it was directing and acting, like the actions, and he's yep. like, what is right. he trying to do with each line? And they do and some fantastic so, blocking in that scene too as they like so move between good. The, exactly. the, ice, the ice hallways and stuff. And it just like so perfectly encapsulates Han Solo's character of, I know what's going on, but I'm not going to say it. Like, And they're both yeah. doing that to each other. Yeah. There's so much subtext to everything that they're saying in that scene. Exactly. It's a good scene. Yeah. And subtext you just don't get anymore. While we're back on Empire, just quickly, I want to talk about <laughs> something. Okay, so, okay. So I know I've read the comics, so I know that Han... And the gang were busy between episodes four and five. Three years passed. He didn't get his money back to Jabba. Mm. He had it coming. Get, getting apprehended by Bobar. on the side of debt collectors and Pinkertons. Well, he maybe thinks- <laughs> just pay your debt, Han Solo. You've got the money. Oh, my she thing. It doesn't is- take that long to fly to Tatooine. Well, my question is, if he doesn't have the money and he's skilled and he cares about himself, why wouldn't you not try to, I don't know, kill Jabba? Yeah. Right. I'm just like, I'm like. Just take a hit out on Jabba. Oh, <laughs> just go do get it. it. Okay, yeah. So that's a bunch of stuff we've covered. I've got one more note. His son kills him, seemingly stealing Kylo Ren's fall to the dark side forever. And I think that's not very good. That moment itself in like, you know, that we get the scene together and obviously the two actors are bringing the heat. But I don't know, if you really break it down, what's the point of that? Because it seals Kylo Ren's fate as an evil person and then later on he be- he goes to get redeemed and stuff and it just doesn't feel good well does it because it's I think that that's open to interpretation did it make him more evil or was it the thing that split his soul as, so as... Ryan Johnson took it that way yeah in the second movie in The Last Jedi it's like oh your soul is split I can feel your weakness and everything but 
in on the page, he's killed Han Solo. Yep. How can we as the audience ever trust him again, I guess, in the way that they set it up? I don't know. I don't know if well, I'm I, fully getting across what I'm trying to say. Well, I think the issue with that and how, like, if it does split his soul or if it does make him truly evil, that would only help if we knew about their relationship before and if that relationship had been established. Thank you. You've saved my ass. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's the only way. Like, if you'd actually seen how close they were, then maybe you can truly go. There it is. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was what my feeling was, but I didn't have the words. Thank you for saving me. So that's exactly it. We don't see their relationship until that very moment, and then Kylo Ren kills him, and you know, you're just we get like the rest eh, of the movie. waste. How did he lose the Falcon? You don't just <laughs> lose the Millennium. It's, it's I mean, Lando like, did. Yeah, but like you know, very actively in a game, you know, wager your ship. Lando deserved to lose the yeah. Falcon. I would really like it to be in the dumbest way possible, like a hangover type thing. Right. Like he wakes <laughs> up, gone. Where's the Falcon? Yeah, no, that's so great. much spice last night. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What is spice in this story? Drugs. It's, it's drugs. It's, it, yeah, drugs, but is it like cocaine? Is it? What is it? No. I reckon it's more, more, <laughs> than, more than cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. It's cocaine it on like cocaine. A, it seems yeah. like a pretty serious kind of thing. Anyways. Hey, you want to buy some death sticks? Yeah, so what's even death sticks? Are they just like cigarettes? Yeah, no, no, more. There's spice in death sticks. There's form, spice in death sticks. Yeah. No, I want a death stick. I mean, calling cigarettes death sticks is pretty to the point, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Quite apt. Effective marketing, if Look, anything. Lucas has never tried to be subtle, you know? No, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. that's, uh, I think, pretty well rounds out all of our issues, unless you've got anything, any final notes before Let's we have on. some issues on Chewie. Oh, yeah. Well, what we, have you got? What we you can. Got? Okay, let's just go kill slash not kill off Chewie in episode nine, because... That's fair. That is a good moment that yeah. sucks. Yes, yeah. fair, fair point. For a guy who's constantly referenced his violence, I wasn't seeing enough violence. That's a good point. That's You don't want to lose against a game against Note him. For... He'll rip off his arms. Where is the violence? I want to see him rip off his arms. Note for rewrite. Must rip off someone's arms in the script Yeah, I want, to, I want to see the strength they keep talking about. Like, you kind of have Chewie as this bodyguard throughout. Like, he's some scary guy. You see him throw some stormtroop. Like, you see, you see violence. I want to, like, see a full scene where you really just get to see how terrifying... Also with Chewie in terms of like the context of, you know, so so Han's kind of regressed in life and Chewie's just there with him along for the ride. Chewie has a family. Chewie, Chewie and has Han a family? Go and, they go and liberate Kashyyyk after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, right. And free what family he does have left. Why is he then back with Han doing stupid same old shit? He doesn't owe him a life debt anymore. Yeah. I feel like that shit's all been resolved now. It's a, it's it's Han Solo's life. That's yeah. the debt. It's for as long as Han Solo lives, the debt. Yeah. And then once he dies and true, because, <laughs> because they're so much older. Yeah, he has like, another two hundred years. He's like, didn't yeah. Someone say Han was like a pet to Chewie. Yeah. Han was like a little pet, and you're like, oh, I can't leave my little guy out here all alone. That's very yes. funny. He's I've pretty defenseless. Got him. put in cement last time. Okay, so of course, as much as Chewie loves Han, and so you know, then seeing Kylo Ren kill him, he's gonna take that shot. It's played off as this, you know, immediate knee-jerk reaction. That can't have been easy for him. That's his little boy. That was like, it was like Uncle Chewie to little Ben Solo. And obviously he's been corrupted and he killed his best friend, but it's just, he's just like, you know, he does essentially shoot to kill. How would Chewie have felt? How would he have felt with, you know, had he, had he then killed Ben Solo in retaliation? We know we wouldn't get to explore that, would we? And also, Chewie doesn't get a hug from Leia in Seven. Oh, oh my God. That's How the can other I forget? thing. Yeah. My other thing is, like, apart from... Han and obviously Leia. Can anyone else speak to Chewie after this? Or yeah. is Chewie just like alone? Alone in a world oh. that doesn't understand him. I think by this point Leia and Luke yeah. both both get him. Also It's a very sad yeah, thought though. It is. Chewie and the Porgs. Hilarious. That's pretty fun. I love it. We haven't talked about Porgs at all on the no, show. We, haven't. we love Porgs. Porgs are great. Porgs are good fun. Yeah, the whole going to cook the Porg. <laughs> so funny. And then that he just makes friends with them. They make a nest and they all live in the Falcon. Uh, Chewie going off in the Battle of Crate, love it, fantastic. Ray's like Chewie, like Jesus Christ, like he's yeah. he's just gone, fucking just ape shit, and it's fantastic. Chewie the pilot, not just the co-pilot. Chewie the pilot, finally, love yeah. to see that because he's a fantastic pilot. That's all we've been waiting for Han to die. Just yeah, for Chewie's moment. Except, except, no, <laughs> no, it's it's important to remember that he is a good pilot, and we can use him in scenes where there requires like a good pilot yeah. and like a good uh, space action scene. Shove him in an X-wing so his knees are up to his chin. That's you know? funny. Yeah. No, that's a good moment. I like that. Article two, fix pitches. Yep. What are we going to do with Han and Chewie in the sequel trilogy? How are we going to make it work? Okay, so as I've said, it's like I think Han has the, has the least sort of relevance as a mentor of, of the three characters. Yep. So against the wishes of Harrison Ford, we're not just going to have him have a big presence in this film just to kill him off, just for the sake of it. If we were to kill him off, that'd have to be for a reason. Basically, I've got him sidelined because he doesn't have a whole lot of relevance in this first story. Okay. I don't have a lot for him to, or Chewie to do in Seven currently, um, and I'm not going to try and force him in there. 
uh, maybe in the third act, you know, like I feel like he can be like the, you know, we've got different uh, versions in our treatment stuff where he can be, be like, you know, one of the heroes or one of, one of the people who the heroes go to to be able to get back to Lair and getting reunited, solving, whatever, fighting whatever evil they're fighting. There's not a whole lot for me, for me, for him to do. And what is he doing for you? Because you know, you mentioned that you've you kind of uh, restarted some of your treatment ideas. Yeah. What is he doing? Currently, he's doing nothing. He's just there. He, not not really. Okay. Well, yeah. Mela, I'm going to go ahead and ignore whatever you've done so far <laughs> okay. because we've got we've kind of got a in the first like nine ten episodes of this show we've yeah. got like a a sort of progression of where we've been going so we'll we just do. stick to that while on camera today. And That's we'll... fine. I mean, I can talk about that and where it was going. If you yeah. Know, yeah. We'll like... we'll do that. Yeah. Uh. So it's like at some point we have the the heroes because they're in the outer reach of some sort of outer rim trying to get to get to Han to give Leia a message across yeah. like uh, into the core world well yeah you know if they don't have like enough fuel say to get all the way in it's like oh yeah Poe knows it uh, it's Han Solo and eventually they make their way to Han Solo and was it your idea we had it repurposing Maz's castle on Takodana yeah, so I I love the idea that Maz Kanata's castle is run by Maz Kanata, which is an alias of Han Solo, <laughs> and he's wearing the Bosch mask from uh, Return of the Jedi. Brilliant. Oh, Emily likes it. Yeah. I now I'm just well, I'm just picturing Han like his whole life still kind of having the money thing, and just the idea of him owning a castle is him just being like, "This is my goal in life. This is perfect." I finally have some money. I finally have some money, <laughs> and he just wears robes everywhere. Oh, you it's think he jackets. goes to Lando with it? Yeah, I think. Interesting. Why, I think that's why him and Lando like secretly, like secretly, Lando's like the more like outspoken and lavish. But I think, I think Hans is lavish. I just don't think he shows everyone. I think secretly he walks around in a robe, and I believe that to my soul. It'd be really funny if we get a scene where outwardly in the bar yeah. he's running it, he's in this disguise. He looks kind of run down like some grammy dude and then you go to his private quarters yeah and he is in like in no, like nice fully, robes and fully, stuff 100 i feel That'd like be really funny i feel like he'd also be i really want han to kind of be that bridge to the underworld yeah. and not just break off that connection because it's kind of like in the original movies he's like we're with the rebellion now i'm a good guy don't worry about the stuff i did back then don't worry we about don't. my debt we don't need to worry about that dodgy stuff yeah. like i would really like with all the political elements him to kind of be a lot more involved in even reporting back to leia on some level of what is happening yeah. in the outer rim that's where we've got him so han should be running a bar in the outer rim there he is working with poe dameron to investigate the first order that's their mission that's what they've been up to han solo is poe's kind of handler because poe is the young upstart he's the pilot yeah. he's running the jobs and Han is kind of like uh, the guy from Andor now, except less terrifying. What's his name? I forget what his name by, is. Played by? He's played by one of the... Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård's yeah. character in Andor. And he's, yeah. he's running the show from behind the scenes kind of thing. And his people are out doing jobs and out doing like running missions yeah. and stuff. And that's Poe. So like he has his own bar? So he's running like... a bar in the outer rim. And so it feels like a natural progression for Han, right? He's yeah, running 100%. the bar and he's sort of in a bit more position of wisdom and control. And he understands a bit more of like what's going on. And he's a bit wiser and right. smarted up. I did did have some comments about the look. Um, something I've been saying yeah, for a while. Okay, so I had this very clear idea for uh, his look is based more off like how it is in the uh, the concept art book and like the art of Force Awakens, more like Deckard Deckard Shaw Deckard Shaw I think uh, from uh, Rick Deckard I believe is Rick, the name Rick Deckard I think so I think Deckard, who the hell's that Deckard okay. Shaw is I believe the name of the character in Solo his mentor played by is Beckett fuck Beckett. who's Deckard Shaw that's that's someone's name <laughs> we... I just turned off my phone right can we cut all of this out Yeah. okay uh, <laughs> looks no, more I'm... like. His character, uh, uh, Harrison Ford's character in Blade Runner with the long trench coat, uh, you know, the gray beard. Who's Deckard Shaw? I'm really mad at myself. Deckard Shaw is the guy from Fast and Furious. Yeah, I knew it'd be. I knew, that's who I thought it was. <laughs> He's Jason yeah. Statham from Jason, Fast and Furious. Yeah, no, he looks like Deckard Shaw. Oh, no. no. Cutting all of it out. He looks more like <laughs> Deckard. Deckard from uh, Blade Runner. From Blade Runner, from yeah. Uh, long trench coat, got the beard, uh, a bit more grizzled yeah sort of a look yeah so now he can like swivel and reveal the gun he can yeah like, like um, blue jacket blue big hat blue big hat yeah. uh cad bane cad bane yeah <laughs> blue big fun. hat nice yep. emily you had a thought just before i did a um pet. a pet yes um a lot of bars that i've seen in a lot of different tv shows usually have some or other animal hanging around specifically usually um cats to get out mice often seen on ships but i think this would fit the same vibe for this bar does he have a pet in the bar and is chewy okay with it oh is chewy oh is chewy it's like a, like chewy's, chewy's turf you know yeah no chewy's chewy gives me jealous vibes 
I'm just going to quickly cover, uh, just because we haven't really done this. Here's where we see, or here's where we have seen up until this point in terms of our progress for what we what we think Han will have an impact on the story. He's posed yeah. Hanla on the outer rim. He's working with Leia. They're still together. They're just separated by distance only. And Leia is worried about Han and Poe, obviously. Han and Poe are working together. They come, uh, they crash land sort of thing. They get to the castle in Takadana. They meet up with Han and they say, hey, we've got to get this urgent message to Hosnian Prime where Leia is. Uh, saying obviously the first order is up to evil things. They get caught. Finn reports them to uh, like Captain Phasma. She flies in. Huge battle ensues. So obviously there's uh, some similarities there. But that is the first scene with Han. He's there to push the plot further. He is a side character. He's sort of a mental character to Poe, but that doesn't seem to be super interesting because they're both side characters. That's very side side story stuff. Then when he comes back around, he's been captured by the first order because they, they lose the fight. Poe escapes, but Han, Chewie, and Rey are captured together. And Finn, this is where he sees what the first order is really about. He sees them torturing yeah, yeah. Han, Chewie, and Rey in some kind of fashion. It doesn't have to be too gruesome or anything, but yeah. this pushes Finn to, to kind of turn against the first order and then rescue the three of them. And then we are probably going to see a banging action scene towards the end of the film where Han, Chewie, Leia, Luke are all fighting against the forces of evil at the end of the story. So far, that's kind of where our progress has been heading towards. Obviously, this is you know, subject to a lot of change. I just thought we'd just cover the basics of what we see uh, Han doing in the movie. Yeah, fair enough. I think it'd be really cool. Um, two points. Um, yeah. Back to the Clone Wars, there's this really cool yeah, scene course. where Dooku gets captured mm-hmm. and yep. you know how they chain him up and they have like this kind of torturous thing. That's what I'm kind of picturing, like fully have them hanging in the air by like these cuffs. And Who's just torturing more- Dooku? Uh, the pirates. Yeah, the pirates. Uh, yeah. Hon- Hondo's pirates. Oh, cool. Hondo. I hear a lot about Hondo and Naka. Sandra's a big fan. Hondo and Han would get along or not. That's his, friend. Like... That's his friend in the, in the, in the underworld. Surely, or like his key friend. <gasps> that is his oh, you just made Sandra's day. Yeah, because he's been wanting to find a way to bring Hondo Anaka into it. A really old Hondo. Hondo Anaka. never needs a reason, though. That's the thing. <laughs> Hondo never needs a reason to be there. And Hondo he is, is Hondo. Yeah. Hondo is Hondo. I like that though. That could be a connection that uh, uh, that Han has to the underworld, and he's like using that and leveraging that. that also, cool. when they get broken out, does. After Han's being tortured, is he getting broken out by Finn? Finn and Poe together. It That's where they really come together. Cool. It'd be really cool to have it mirror the initial scene where Leia gets broken out. Like, I'd like to see some... Like, that's ways you can do subtle call-outs without Yeah, it like a little bit to... of a throwback. And yeah. what we, we realised, the original trilogy films, and if you count on technicalities, the fantastic... Oh, the fantastic... Fuck. Fantastic... <laughs> the, the prequel trilogy also... They all have a prison break or a character rescue of some kind in all six prison. movies. And we're like, well, shit. Well, all of our movies got to have at least one character rescue. Star Wars is a heist movie. That's all it is. Star Wars We've, are just heists. We keep coming back to the heist thing. It's got to happen. I want to get a bit more into the nitty gritty of, of our version of Han. Because whilst I'm still yeah. struggling with, you know, current relevance to him in the story. We can dive into more character focus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Specifically, I want to talk about, let's go back in time a little bit. So the idea of, of Ben starting Jedi training comes up. How does Han Solo react to that? Ah, that's interesting. Mm. Is he pro or against? I feel like just skeptical. Just be like, oh yeah, go have fun at your little magic school. Because mm. how much has Han actually seen of the Force specifically? Not lightsabers, not like physical hand-to-hand combat. The Force. Good question. Not... Much. Nothing in the, on in, not screen. In, the, in the films, yeah. And let's just, like, let's just nothing, take the films. As, yeah. Nothing that would make you truly go, oh my God. Like, I, like I feel like this guy is still very much spectacle going, okay, yeah, you have lightsabers, but yeah. I'm yet to see. Kind of reminds me of, like, he seems like a character who with Luke's ability to, hey, watch this, and then he levitates something in front of Han. He'd be like, cool, don't do that again in front of me. I don't mm. like that. Yeah. He just, like, yeah. shuts it out. He's like, I don't want to challenge my beliefs and my reality. I'm just going to fucking ignore you. Yeah. I don't like to think about hyperspace and how it works. I just do oh, it. Death. It's just my reality. The idea that, like, imagine when he's like, I'm sorry, you're seeing what dead people around here? Like, his idea is so self-based. Yeah. The idea of there being something beyond that, like, I just... Despite his uh, ability to overcome his own greed and avarice, he's he's able to, you know, kind of be introspective and go like, oh, I should be a better person. I should be kind and nice and, you know, stick up for my friends and have values. But he's not going to be the kind of person who challenges his own beliefs on what reality is. And his reality would be challenged by the idea that Luke is a, a force user. And that's, I feel like he would be resistant to that idea. And he'd be resistant as well to Ben being, learning to do those things, maybe. Right. So you're saying like he doesn't, like Luke being a force user, what effect does that have? 
have on Han? Han's just like, he's just Luke. He's my buddy. He also has a lightsaber. I don't think about the other stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, but he does say, and I'm sure this is more of just a, like a, just that nice moment that was. He says, may the force be with you to Luke when he's about to leave in A New Hope. Yeah. Um, and I think it's more of a, I, I think that's that more, more of, of a, a being sweet, I think. Yeah. I think it's more of a, like, I might not believe in your religion, but this is a nice thing in your religion. Exactly. It's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And it shows that I'm still like your yeah. friend and I, you know, I'm I here to support you, you no yeah. matter what. So I think that at some point, the idea of, of Leia training the Force would have come up. I think Harm would have been very resistant to that. Yeah. So he would have been like trying to raise his opinions, trying to like turn her away from it. And if Leia decides not to go with that route, it's not because of him. No, And there would have been big, never big, would be. big point of argument there where she, he's like almost trying to tell her what to do. Let's go back to like, you know, these films were written in the fucking 70s and 80s. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I have yeah. a point here of like Empire is a perfect film, except the kiss is a bit aggressive. It's a bit aggressive. It is. It's a bit aggressive. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so then he would have tried to bring that up, and she's like, "No, fuck off." I'm gonna do exactly what I want to. Yeah. If I don't want to be a Jedi, it's because of what I think, not yeah. what you think. Yeah. I feel like it also just scares him. Like, especially he's scared of what he doesn't understand. Because yeah. again, like Leia is still the daughter of the guy who had the Force, went crazy, killed a bunch of kids. Yeah. And now he's practically sending off his child to the sun. And I think there is some of that. He has seen how these family kind of circles can be destructive and how, like, his Luke's father was a bad dude, Leia's father was a bad dude, and this And he no longer has control over making sure that his son will not be a bad dude. Yeah. And he's seen the cycle of violence continue, and he's like, I don't want this, I don't want my son to be a part of this. I think he's mostly opposed. Yeah. To Ben training, and they eventually just... It feels like he would be. In my head as well, I've got it that Leia... Goes and trains with Luke for a bit, disagrees on the philosophy, and then mm. eventually leaves. She knows, like, some Force stuff, but she's not a Jedi. She doesn't believe in the religion. She's like, no, I'm a senator. I'm a general. I'm going to do my my own thing. I'm going to lead my way. I feel like the pacifist nature of the Jedi would definitely annoy Leia. She is. Yeah. being like, what do you mean you can't actively go and help? You yeah. can. You can't, you can't fight? What are you do talking it. about? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Especially, pacifism. like, Clone Wars politics. Like, I feel like she'd definitely be like, yeah, well, the Jedi kind of were pawns of them. Like, exactly. So when Leia decides ultimately to leave, Han would be stoked. He'd be like, yes. And even though he like he's been told very clearly, this is not about you, yeah. this is about me, he would still be very yeah. happy about it and and upset when Ben goes to Yeah. Learn. The question, I think I think Ben goes quite late in life, I think. Okay. Like around the age of puberty, and I think it has to be uh, incited by something. Something has to happen. Some kind of dreams. force of change. Yeah. It had to be, yeah, some, maybe dreams, maybe some... some maybe spark. early signs of the force, and it's like, okay, Ben clearly has the force. Yeah, yeah, he's got the force, powerful. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but something I maybe... I agree with you. Like, something yeah. that Han's like, oh, I can't help here. Yeah. Like, I'm now at the point where it's out of my reach, and it's like, he really doesn't want to admit that. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, only one person. Yeah. And as we know, starting late in life and training the force... Can be very tricky. Too mm. old. Mm. Too old. Okay, so like I've pitched this before. Uh, yeah, I know you and Sandra are one a massive fan of it, but I still think leaving off in Return of the Jedi, where we where we last see Han, he is this rebellion hero. He's this leader. He's a fantastic pilot. I think Han started a flight school. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we we talked about this. I think was it in a different episode? Yeah. We talked about. I like the idea that he founded the the flight school, but he's not a teacher. I never imagined him as that way, but. Continue. Old man Maverick, Han Solo. Yeah, he's teaching got a bit the youngins, and he's still better than them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he, gonna and he, he's gonna run the sim, and he's gonna crush it exactly like Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I love the idea that oh, he's obviously the reason that that Ben is a fantastic pilot. Yes, in in our version, like yes. he taught him how to fly. Um, but that he was an old mentor to Poe as well. Yeah. So yeah, we already. Yeah. I feel yeah. like if he takes that flight mentor route, like he's kind of has everything Anakin could have had. Like, especially with the whole, like, flight, like, as a kid, you know, Anakin's, like, a great pilot and all that. Like, the more we're developing hands, I'm like, wow, Han really got everything Anakin wanted. Yeah. Just Life. You know, not having to do the stupid Jedi shit. Yeah. yeah. Just a cool pilot who ex- explores the galaxy, yeah. does whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a thing on Chewie. And just in his look, obviously, they live to be, like, 400 years, Wookiee. And he's, like, you know, 190 years old, comes solo. He's past middle age by the time we get to this film. I like the idea that he's starting to grey just a little bit. Yeah, I like that, too. We need a bit of age in Chewie. Yeah. Yeah, because he does look... How, though? Uh, like, just, I think, you know, let, let's take humans as an example. Where do you start to grey first? Like, you know, sort of like your chin and you sort of, like, around yeah. your ears. So maybe we do a similar bit. And maybe, I don't know, just because he's obviously full-body fur, just a bit on the... On the yeah, the shoulder, like little patches of bits of grey, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, a little silver. That's a nice touch. And um, then he can be similar to Han in that way. They're both looking a bit old and grizzled. Yeah. Yeah. So currently, that's a lot of my character breakdown stuff. Yeah. Questioning for Han. Anyone else got? Yeah, I've got some more stuff. You raise? Um, I thought we could potentially explore Han's relationship with Poe, a father-son relationship that might cause tension between Han and Ben, mm. who is training with Luke to become a Jedi. Okay. So I thought there might be there might be a place to put that tension there. 
Again, they're both side characters. Neither of them have an arc. Neither of them are super important to the story. They're meaningful, but they're not exactly filled with change or potential in yeah. my mind. So it's it's hard to imagine like a world where that could be explored well in this movie. But I'm just checking. Is this in this series? Is this one where Kylo can like physically see where they are? Like um, you, you know how he has the visions of Rey, and in the movies, like if we are going with that, I think it'd be a really good seed to start seeding in that jealousy with Kylo. Like he goes to check in what's happening with his father, what's happening with all that, and he just sees like Poe constantly. And it just kind of builds up. Oh, that, like, so he's like meditating, trying to see, like, oh, I want to see my dad. If yeah, I want to see okay. my family. And he just keeps seeing this other, this other like, person. This like, young guy. Exactly. Training, doing exactly what he's supposed to be. Like, like it's the kind of, you sent me away just to replace me, dude. What the That's hell? Interesting. That's interesting. Or maybe, you know, Ben chose not to go that way. He's like, no, I want to go with Luke. I want to learn mm. the ways of the Force. And then it feels like a maybe retaliation yeah. from Han to pick, like, oh, I'll get another successor. Yeah, then. I'll okay, get another then. prodigy. Um, and obviously that isn't the case, but maybe Ben might see it that way. There's something there. Just there. Just throwing ideas out. I don't know if that's got any legs, but yeah. Han, yeah, like I said, should be a triagonist in the film, supporting the stories of Poe, Finn, and Rey in their journey towards the center of the galaxy. Han and Chewie should get captured by the First Order alongside Rey and are later freed by Finn and Poe. In the second movie, I love the idea of Han punching Luke in the face. He blames Luke for Ben's fall to the dark side. Yeah, we always had this idea, this real vivid one of just, just yeah, Han. Angry Han just decking Suck Luke. Right it's just Luke's a fun jaw. moment, and I feel like... There's... Like he gets straight off the ship and just walks up to him? Yeah, so... No, no introductions, no hellos, just... So in the first movie, they might come together for an action scene or something like that. I was playing with this idea earlier. But the movie ends and Luke is going off to search for Ben and Ben has been taken by Palpatine. Then we start the next movie after six months to a year and Luke comes back. He's failed. He hasn't found Ben. And he's like, he gets off the ship. He's real sad. And then the first thing Han does, he just walks up, decks him. And that's the start of the scene. And then it, it, it all builds up from there. You know, I would love, I would love to see like, we don't even see Han. Like we see Leia come up to Luke. And she hugs him and then steps away and then there's Han. It's just a fist. Yeah, <laughs> just straight up fist. It's a very Indiana Jones style shot. Yeah, yes. I can see it. But yeah, so that's what I've been imagining. Just uh, just bits and pieces of, of Han's story. Um, and I really like that scene. I like the idea of Han and Luke having that tension because it feels very true to their characters. Even though they have come so far and it's been 20 years since the original trilogy, there's still that old kind of rivalry. There's still that old kind of... They're almost brothers a lot of the time in the sense of they're bickering and they're fighting um, and they feel like family in the dysfunctional sense, even though there is love there. I mean, especially like you even see like that childish kind of nature when like um Hans like you think a princess like that could fall no like it's <laughs> yeah, the immediate exactly. like exactly. it's that kind of and the the kiss in I think it's a new hope or empire one of the two where uh you know Leia leans down kisses Luke he's injured and then he leans yeah. back like this like empire, the happiest yeah. cat in the world yeah. it's just like the brotherly competition yes exactly twisted. and then so you get to that moment where these you know two brothers and one of them has a kid the other one doesn't the one who doesn't have the kid loses the kid mm. and the guy he's like you, you lost my kid decks him in the face that feels yeah. like a pretty toxic man thing to do yeah. and i feel but like I, that fits with han i think it also shows how much he actually cared for his son like no matter yes. what yes it's a good sweet moment yeah do we get to have a scene with ben and han ben and han um and seven. Oh, do we get a scene between them and seven that's interesting physically or like mentally <laughs> i think a, a real like, I, scene true. yeah I don't know if there's space for it. I, sorry, at least in the treatment we've got going so far, with the progress we have so far, we have Ben, all his time is spent with Luke, and then we, he goes into the dark side cave and is somehow corrupted by the dark side of the Force, and then he goes off to seek answers from a Palpatine clone, and that's where he gets trapped at the end of the film, and that's where all of the, the climax centers around his story. And I don't know if what we've got so far, there's any space for that. Yeah, I've got one question. Is there anything that solidifies Ben to the dark side? Yes. What Which our current moment? idea is, um, the most recent idea, is that he's Palpatine is showing him the scene that uh, one of your ideas, where it's Leia commemorating uh, oh, Bail Organa yeah, to the everyone. So they're building a, a statue of Bail Organa and commemorating the loss of Alderaan, however many years ago. Yeah, it's like the anniversary. Then. Hux gets up, and says, "I have evidence that your true father was um, mm. Lord Vader, Anakin Skywalker." That all happens, and at the very peak of the tension in the scene, Ben Solo can see the projection of this across the galaxy and force chokes Hux in front of everyone. I didn't know that was it. And it looks like Leia is doing it. This that, was that, like, You've written that one, though. That's episode nine of this show we Well, we were about. talking about him being there in person. Um... Oh, did I just killing Hux? I've I just invented is... all this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's like that's you know the progression we've kind of got to so far. That's a one way it could play out. Ben taking his first kill, first much. kill is or first like my... public appearance of Black Dark Side stuff. How does Han find out about that? Because I feel like that's it's the a huge real, moment. That's yeah. the shift in their relationship from oh my god, my son to 
my god, am I gonna have to like kill my spawn? In terms of our first right of this this series of progress we've been making so far, the climax of the story is very much the foggiest bit. So I don't yeah. have any clear answers for you. I'm sorry. What was your original question? That's such a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Tell you. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's kind of um, where Ben gets to in the end of the film. And finding a moment to have Han and Ben come together during there. Let's that's try and find right. something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like how they meet would depend on what yeah. Han knows about Ben in that like moment of when he goes stuck. So if he kills him. Yeah. How does he how does he confront someone he raised who's a killer? Yeah. Like how does he And do you do you feel like that should be like the first scene they have together? Or should they meet before Kylo Ren has that fall or Ben has that fall? Should there be a moment where they're I like, Hey like... father and son, there's a little bit of tension, but we still love each other. No, I feel like they should have that gap because then Luke is the only thing yeah. that Han ties to. Like he's like, I sent my son to you, he became a serial killer. Like And I blame you killer. and it's your yeah, fault like, and you need to fix killer. it. Yeah. Because the last time I saw my son it was normal. A little sad, but normal. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit angsty, but yeah. But when he does eventually see him, he just doesn't recognize who this man is. Yeah. And he not only, like, the force is what he correlates to that. Yeah. As much as... So we very much agree that a lot of the time spent by the original three characters, Leia, Han, and Luke, should be spent looking for Ben Solo and trying yeah. to save him from the stark force of the story. Very much the opposite of what we see in the sequel trilogy, where they don't care, almost. Yeah. Like, they care, but it's like, oh, Snow got to him. enough. Not There's no even. action. They're not taking any direct action to bring him back. Yeah. And we never see any of that. It's almost as if they gave up. And it's like, oh, it's one and done. He's evil now. And obviously we think that's just a, a horrible mistake because Luke's character would never do that. Han wouldn't even let that happen. No. Know? So we want to see on screen like some kind of effort of, of their part to like, let's get Ben back. Let's save him kind of thing. 100%. Hey, that's maybe the heist. Maybe that could be the heist. Yes. They know that Ben's getting transported somewhere at some point. They've got to try and rescue him. But they yes. get to the point. This is random. Uh, <laughs> but they, it's like, I don't know, like a space train. And they get into the space train. They're in the compartment. And Ben has been so thoroughly radicalized that Han, Leia, and Luke have no effect on him trying to convince Literally. him and bring him back. It's like, no, everything you're saying is a lie. You're lying to me. And you've been lying to me for years. You didn't yeah. even tell me who my grandfather was. The only one who's told me the truth is Palpatine. 100%. I think it'd be a really... I just, it'd yeah, be, have it. it. No, I 100%. I think it'd be really, really cool if we could even get a of um the Darth Vader classic red ignition. Like oh, they pop into one of the train cars. Yeah. They're all looking down. It's like the three lined up and then you just see like smoke come up and just And maybe he's been given that lightsaber as a gift and he's like, I'm yeah. never gonna use this Palpatine, you're evil. Yeah. But then you have that that scene with those three original characters and he looks yeah. at him and he's like, You've been lying to me the whole time and then he yeah. ignites the red lightsaber. Yeah, and it'd be that cool be if we could sick. get a shot of Luke's saber and then his saber. That'd be cool. And then they know there's like there's no way we can bring him back right now. We have to just run away and not yeah. let him like hurt us kind of thing. So it's exactly. not even about them fighting him and trying to win. They're finding yeah. him trying to get away without him like damaging like yeah. doing something he'll regret even a moment i mean if we really really want to call it back you could even do like the force choke on leia mm. and mirror the scene at mustafar with oh shit. Like, we're doing a real callback and stuff yeah. like that really imaging like i am my grandfather like he found out he's his grandfather and he's like and he force chokes all three of them at once <laughs> why not like if you're gonna go full evil there's some well. super there's some super interesting stuff there and it'll be good to review this back and see if we can piece anything from this crazy nonsense but we're gonna get it. We're getting to the the later end of the show now. So Mel, if you want to hit us with anything, Article Two Point Five is what I hit us with. What's Two Point Five? Oh, let's write a scene. Yeah, I think okay. we got time. We'll fit it in. We'll do yeah. a quick one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So like go going with our original ideas, I had this bit where kind of the first order get to Han Solo first. The first order gets there. First, first order gets okay. there first before let's the heroes get to Han, and it's just like you know, that's a trap. They all oh, yeah, the, the heroes walk into the castle, and it's full of first order troops, and and, and Han is sharing a beer with a first order. <laughs> officer oh dude that's actually really interesting and i was like here they are that's really cool <laughs> and the whole thing was this misdirect because all their drinks have been spiked yes. dude we've got an inglorious bastard scene here where it's yes. han trying to outmaneuver the first order troopers they walk in the whole bar is just filled with first order troopers yep. and they are all just staring at the three main yep. trio and because our this version is, uh, ray poe and finn is yeah the trio. and because our version of the first order, first order isn't this one that would be you know violently against Han Solo, maybe against Leia, but not ah. against Han Solo. Han Solo is just this guy out He's just the, a guy. Yeah. He's just, uh, a, just guy. a guy out there. Um, so they're walking through to the to the to like the like bar and there's one, uh, maybe Captain Phasma is yeah. there because that would be, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he's not Han Solo, maybe he's your version of like the, the alias wearing the mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've got the alias of someone like Han Solo disguised as someone else is having a drink with Captain Phasma and he's like, hey, this is all a big misunderstanding. Ray, Poe and Finn have to come into the scene and try and also outmaneuver, but they are woefully inequipped to do <laughs> that ray has no idea what's going on finn is on captain phasma's side and poe is on han's side and he's trying to like he's really things. confused as to you know why he's being yeah. sold out by his old 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master, so, so he's trying to like also outmaneuver, and it's like a five-way outmaneuvering. Yeah, they're all just standing in a circle. You know the Spider-Man point thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just that other, yeah. staring at each yeah. other. Yeah, and imagine this montage that's busy, where it's like you know they're all laughing. All the first order, they've got the the jump on them. They're laughing. Their drinks are clinking and they're drinking. And the hero characters like, what is going on? And we've been apprehended. And Han's like, ha ha ha. And it all comes to a point where they all just like one by one heads hit the table. Oh, they all pass. Shit. Their drinks have been spiked. They all just pass out. And he's just straight up murked them. They're yeah. just dead. And then they're all passed out. <laughs> and then he's like, helmet off. Okay, we got to go quick. Right? We don't and have much time. An escape scene? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, that's really interesting. That's a really, really fun pitch. Um, Is I, Chewie in that scene? No. I've got a different thing for Chewie. The mask okay. comes off. It's actually Chewie the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he was a voice Chewie regulator. <laughs> no, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, it's, if it's all right, I think we've got a bit of time. I'll run the scene the other way that we have. Okay. Where, yeah. So, in our original treatment, Ray, Poe, and Finn have crash landed on Takodana and they've trekked overland to get to the castle, Ma- Maz Kanata's castle. And there, Finn doesn't know who they're meeting. Poe does, and Ray obviously doesn't. Ray doesn't know anything. And they get there. Poe goes into the cantina, and Poe's like, all right, I'm going to do my meeting. You guys, you know, back off kind of thing. And Ray's like, all right, whatevs. And Finn is like, okay, suspicious. He's trying to investigate. Yep. Ray then feels the call to the force and she goes and investigates. She finds Leia's lightsaber, which has been left behind. Ah, yep, right. so this is one of her older ideas. I was reviewing some of the older stuff. And she finds the lightsaber at the same time that Finn encounters a uh, clone of Palpatine in the bar who has been keeping tabs on Han Solo, um, potentially. Palpatine's like, hey, there's this secret vent that you can listen into the secret meeting on. Like, I've been collecting information or something like that. And points Finn in that direction. Is like, hey, if you want to eavesdrop on these guys, you can go here. And so Finn does that. And at the same moment that uh, Ray has the lightsaber and ignites it, and Han explains everything. That, like, this is Leia's lightsaber. You probably have the Force. Yada, yada, yada. Finn sees that. And at that moment, he sees the lightsaber. He sees Han Solo for the first time. This blows his mind, and despite the fact that he's conflicted, he can't help himself in that moment. But call the first. Oh, that's order when in. he. That's when he. And that's right, when yeah. he summons the first right. order. Because we've been talking about him. Yeah, like at some point, his programming gets the better of him. He freaks yeah. out, and he just. But what that allows us in the order. story is that gets us to Poe successfully sends whatever message he wants to to Leia through Han, who has the transponder or the um the long distance communicator, and that's the whole point. And then he's like, "All right, we've all got to get to Hosnian Prime now." And they would do that if Finn didn't rat them out um, because he saw all of this happen. Uh, and that leads and yeah. to them getting captured. And then that leads to the big fight scene. And then Poe escapes in his X-Wing. Ahan, Chewie, and Ray get captured. And Finn sees them get tortured on yeah. the way to Hosnian Prime. We get this bit where it's like, so the bar's full of like... Because I think we had the idea of that if they have this bar, it's not full of hard criminals. It's full of people who are more like original Han, mm. just morally grace smugglers. It's like, no, oh. no mass murderers of innocent people in here, but someone who like killed this one guy. Oh, yeah. Like in yeah. the um the Mandalorian with they have the guild bar. Yeah. And it's like all the... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that's that. a really good reference. See, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, um, Mos Eisley Cantina yeah. or the guild bar on... Yeah. Uh, Nefasa? Navarro, Navarro, thank you, Navarro. God Um, damn it, idiot. And so the First Order arrives, and then Han has to do this rousing speech to all these, like, smugglers to be like, get in your ships, yeah, fight. And they'll just go, no, and and they fly away. They fly away. (laughs) I was thinking he's just able able to win them over. Oh, okay, okay. Or if he's he's not, free drinks for life. He he tries to do a rousing speech, and he's like, all right, fine, I'll owe you all a favor, I'll owe you a free drink, or something like that. They're like, there it is, and then they go fight. Oh, that's fun. There's a fun bit there, too. To try and make a distraction, obviously. It'd also be awesome just to see Han with people like him. Just yeah. in his element. Yeah. To be like, yeah, he has this family, but this is also. Uh, he's, yeah, like his network, his friends yeah. and community almost. I like that. Also, another note, just yeah. about this scene. No Millennium Falcon would make any sense for them to be hiding or in disguise of any kind and have the Millennium Falcon be on this planet. It's got to be back in Hosnian Prime. No, it's with Hosnian, yeah. Uh, uh, either way, I had, he never lost the Falcon. Why would he ever lose the Falcon? No, he hasn't lost the Falcon. No. That makes that no sense. Whole, never liked that, but. Okay, yep. Okay, I did have a thing for Chewie as Go well. for it, yep. Chewie's not in this film. Oh, not at all. No, because as I've said, like, with Seven, it's like, why was Chewie there? If the, Yeah, he's got a family. Chewie can be a really key resource to call on later. Oh. Say they need people to help fight. Say that we Violent say, people. Say, well, yeah, and say we finally need to recreate what was meant to happen in Return of the Jedi, where you call on the Wookiees, or like uh-huh. you, you land on the Wookiee planet, not the Ewoks. And we get the, the Wookiees involved. Yeah, they were originally supposed to go to Kashyyyk yeah. or uh, Return awesome. of the Jedi. Yeah. Or if they need a hideout, they go hideout. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I think that can bring us to the end of the show today. Thank you so much, guys. This has been really fun. been fun to finally chat about Han and Chewie and dive into the kind of their part of the story. As small as it kind of feels like it is to us. Very beloved character, and it's important that we kind of treat it with the importance that it deserves. In the original three, I think uh, it's really important that we land as, as well as we can. But that's the end of our discussion today. Thank you so much for listening and watching, however you've consumed the show. Check us out on Patreon, our link tree, Instagram, everywhere that you can find us on online. Check out more of the show. Give us a like and follow. All the good stuff. And until next time, may the force be with you.